All right, welcome back, everybody, to Fountain Pen and Stationery Season Two, Episode Two. I am your host, Frank, and I am Collins. Hey, uh, long time no talk, Collins. Yes, it has been a while uh, <laughs> due to me moving again. Uh, I had to very quickly pack up and move to a new apartment. Um, only having lived in my previous apartment now, only two months, I moved again. I, I think, I mean, yes, it is regrettable that we, we had literally a two weeks break, but I think for your sanity, uh, I think I, I'll say the move is worth it. Yeah, w- without a doubt. Um, so j- just just so that people understand, like I was living in an apartment where the upstairs neighbors were extremely loud at, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning doing laundry couldn't sleep so i had to hightail it out of there <laughs> well um well at least you solved that problem now hopefully you're yeah. on the top floor now right you just have to climb <laughs> yes i'm living on the top floor now the it's privilege of being game. yeah I, that's that's true but you know with I the mean, quarantine the way that it is now you can technically just completely lock yourself in and whether everything have people delivered to you if you don't want to move well, yeah, I don't. I only do groceries one th- one time a week, and I work at home, so I basically never go down those stairs unless I have to dump trash. <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, at least you are, uh, in a sense, you're somebody's problem now. Now, not anyone yeah. else is your problem. <laughs> I I I happen to think that I actually walk quite softly. Like I, you know, we wear slippers in the house. We have mostly carpet, and I actually soft step and soft close all of my doors. So. As far as I know, I should be a welcome neighbor for them, and they shouldn't okay. hear me. Well, it depends Hopefully. how sensitive people are. Um, I, Fair. For example, I just got a noise complaint today while nobody's at home. <laughs> well, technically, no. My mom is in the couch while watching TV and falling asleep. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't home, and they complained that my, 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 I was too loud in my room. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so um, I had to write a nasty. pretty, I wouldn't say nasty, a pretty mm-hmm. disappointing letter <laughs> to the management. <laughs> the but, fact that you weren't even home. Yeah. So there's that. But otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, we should be back on track. I think there would be a maybe a scheduled foreseeable delay, maybe just a, uh, maybe once in March when I move around. Hopefully I don't have any delays. So yeah. any scheduled delays, if there are any delays that we see, it's likely because one of us is moving to another living location. Yes. Uh, I think uh, both of us are settled down to a more permanent place this year. So yeah, any, any, any missing episodes, we in advance <laughs> apologize, but uh, it is for the better, I will say. Yes. All right. So back on topic today, we are going to be focused on the, Writing service slash area. Yes. Hello. Yes. What's up? (laughs) I feel like a lot of people, when we talk about like the writing portion, we always talk about like the pen. The pen takes most of the significance in the discussion, but there is a lot of stuff to talk about with like the desk, your lighting, your seating, your positioning, your angle. There's all of these things that can be talked about yep i agree um i think um uh, mm, 
the best way to say is the fountain pen and the notebook is the fountain pen is probably fifty percent, eh, maybe. Notebook paper mm -hmm. is probably thirty percent, and mm -hmm. the the rest twenty percent is filled in by the writing environment, basically, and the joy of writing. In my opinion, of course, it, it may be different. Everyone else may be uh, weighted differently, but to me, that is roughly about there. It, it helps to frame your time writing, and make it can make it more enjoyable if you make the, your your area nice and to your liking. Yeah. So, well, without further ado, let's start the topic. And uh, for me, uh, my current writing service is, well. I don't have a dedicated one. I kind of just clear things around, throw away my mouse pad to my bed, move my keyboard away. The keyboard mouse pad to your away. bed. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> mouse pad's gross. Don't throw it on your bed. Well, my mouse pad is cleaned. Okay, it's regularly clean once every like half, every two weeks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long how dirty your mouse your mirror mouse pad is, but uh, mine's pretty clean. Yeah, but your hand... Uh, okay, well, as long as you're cleaning it every two weeks, that should be okay. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, very much. That's my writing service. It's, like, how how long? Maybe, like, two two inch to two feet deep? Actually, no, this mm -hmm. looks, like, a, in one feet and a half deep, but maybe, like, four feet wide, and uh, it's enough to fit most notebook. Um... Mm -hmm. And overall, I think the current setup is okay. The regrettable part is the lighting is not too ideal due to the uh, the amount of stuff I crimp onto this desk. So, um, <laughs> so it's you, hard to you're... see why I finish writing. Oh wow! Okay, weird. So like, you like you're in a really dim area. No, the the dim the area lighting is okay. Uh, I guess it's gonna be another topic slightly later on, but uh, my my light currently reflects into the ceiling. It provides enough to write. It provides enough to work, but for a ink that has sheens or shining glitters, it is somewhat hard to see it because I have mm, a complete okay. diffuse light. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 the light shoots up into my ceiling right now, and it just comes down that way. Right. You need more directed light for you to be able to see see those properties in your ink. Yeah, and which I do not have. I tried mm -hmm. to solve that with a desk lamp, a LED desk light, but that thing broke in like <laughs> warranties a year. The spring inside broke after like a year and a half of usage, and the LED gave up after two years. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you could just go to IKEA and buy another desk lamp. Yes, yes, I can, but. I, I made you a... went down another you went down another deep rabbit hole of research, didn't you? Well, first of all, I I, <laughs> I made I made a conscious decision to not buy extra stuff until I move. Or, sure, of course. Like starting from a year or two years ago, and second, mm -hmm. I was never satisfied with the color rendering of ink and my mostly most things in my desk okay it, it is it is weird but the best way i can describe is i have a led light the the light i use for general lighting is led and okay. uh 
back when it was first produced, it is it is a crowdfunded one. I think they they since then been sold to somebody else. Um, but they were supposed to be state of the art LED like five years ago. Yeah, it is five years still, ago, state of the art. Yeah, so it is not bad. It is not harsh because it's twenty seven k, twenty seven hundred k. So it's pretty yellow. Okay, but it lacks certain color to it. To the point that I would say my more enthusiast great flashlight produced better color render than my general LED right now. Hmm. And uh, when I took those pictures, all the pictures I took for you for the sheening and stuff, that's using the mm-hmm. flashlight. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, because the normal light doesn't really render the color too well. Right. I mean, you could also just bring it to a window and get, like, normal sunlight to be able to take those pictures, right? A sunlight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> no, I was joking. I never really write in sunlight, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, there is, There's this giant thing in the sky called the sun, and it's, like, really bright. Mm, I, I heard it hurts your skin a little bit too much in the, <laughs> in the morning, so uh, I try to... Put it... <laughs> You have, to, you have to go and get some sunlight, man. Yeah, that's like once a week when I do archery. Other than that, <laughs> I, I, I don't need sunlight. Maybe. Right. Okay. Um, other than that, I mean, my desk is a, uh, it's one of those IKEA desks, I think. It's like an older version. And so the service is hard, non-porous, and uh, it's just like a sheet of plastic over it. I mean, it works well I, because, after all, for my writing desk, I do prefer to have a completely hard service, even yeah, the um, the writing pad, writing mat mm-hmm. behind. They are all harder plastics, and none of them is soft plastic because I do prefer to have a harder back end because I feel that it gives me a little more control of my stroke of my. Um, of where I end and start a stroke because to me, when I write, I don't lift up my pen too much. So if I have a more cushiony, like maybe like a little bit more layers of paper behind it, behind or beneath, sometimes I do have accidental writes in between the letters. So yeah, I never really understood um, that because I knew that back in the kind of the 90s, a lot of office desks had that like soft cushiony desk mat right and you would write on that but i never found that writing experience any good it always felt too messy i think that was a trend when memory phone got first got popular so i don't yeah i don't like it it's like memory phone everything not to mention that like if you use the right kind of pen and the wrong kind of paper you'll just puncture your paper because it's too soft right uh, I never had to really deal with that, but I, I know what you're talking about because I had to write on those services a couple times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to me, I, I just prefer hard, solid, really hard desk <laughs> and writing services. Yeah. Like, um, Granted, it has to be like a smooth surface because if, if it's yeah, just like course. the desk, you're going to get the, like the, the desk surface on your pen too. And that's yeah, not that's what either. I've been thinking for because in the future for my desk, I just kind of do one of those really mainstream like butcher block table computer desk stuff for mm-hmm. computer. Uh, for my, so for that, I need to find a harder surface 
to write on in case I need to uh, in case I need to write on the desk and the the wood. If it's just pure wood itself, it it has grains to it, so it's not going to be completely yep. smooth. So yep, and then you're gonna get that you're gonna when you're writing a line, you're gonna hit all of those grooves, and it's gonna show on your paper. Correct. And uh, for me, is I found out um I do have an extra pad of uh, carbon fiber. I have an extra plate of carbon fiber when I was trying to customize my own backpack. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you using carbon fiber to make a backpack? Yes, I commissioned somebody to make carbon fiber inserts for my backpack. Um, okay. I, you know what? It, it, I made it a little bit too large, so it didn't fit too well. But uh, it, you know what? Carbon fiber uh, plate is a very good writing service. It doesn't give. I, I'm sure it's it is. light if you need to put it somewhere, <laughs> and it's solid. Uh, so if you need light service... <laughs> If you need a, a portable, light, solid surface, a carbon fiber plate may be a good idea. It's just I'm not sure how accessible that is to pretty much everybody else. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to say, Frank. I, 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 I'm, I have, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> if it works, it works all right. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. So, on your end, how, what, how do you like your writing service though? Like, how do you set so, up your desk and stuff? So I um I originally had a IKEA cheapo desk that was like $40 um and I keep about 3 monitors on my desk. So there was a definite bend in the middle of the desk. Yeah, because that one's cardboard, right? And I think I know what we're talking it's about. Like, that was a little honeycomb inside the complete cardboard. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't see the honeycomb, but it's honeycombed inside, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you have your entire, like, MacBook <laughs> yeah, your entire <laughs> Mac Pro, of course, it collapsed. Yeah. So, um, it didn't break, but I eventually upgraded to an Uplift desk, which is a, uh, one of the major standing desk brands. Okay. And what it has, I mean, it's a, um, it's a laminate desk. It's just like your standard office desk, but it's got a metal bar that reinforces it right underneath it. So I'm assured that it won't bend. So it should stay flat for as long as I own it. I just need a flat surface. Okay. So you, yeah. like, do you, so do you prefer a flat? Do you like a hard, soft, middle? So, I mean, like I was kind of talking about before, I don't like writing directly on the desk because you're going to get the the desk grain on the paper. I typically have at least a couple sheets of paper underneath or a writing pad or on a notebook. Obviously, it doesn't really matter because there's pages and pages underneath every page that it's okay to write on it. But generally, a hard desk surface makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think some people prefer to use actual leather as writing pad. Like, I've um, seen those. I've seen yeah, those, like a yeah. hard leather desk pad. I know IKEA sells some. I was looking at another one um, because I have a mouse pad, but I was debating about getting like a big leather writing pad, which can serve mm-hmm. as a mouse pad as well. Um, but I just didn't want to get it. No, you, you'll wear it down. I mean, that that thing is, I don't think it's going to be too durable in the long run. It's probably yeah. good in a year or two. Uh, okay, okay. In my limited knowledge of leather and leather wear, wearing mm-hmm. wearing it out, if you buy a Shell Cordovan leather pad, it will probably last you a while. 
Yes, I am I, aware but, of shell cordovan leather only because it's used in watch straps, and those tend to last a long time. Yeah, I know everyone using archery stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally the wear, the wear resistant leather out there. So if you buy yeah. that, it can probably last a while. But other than that, I'm not sure how well how much it stays as a consistent. Let me ask you, just ballpark the number for me. How much would a shell cordovan large writing desk pad cost? Um, you give me an idea uh, from my memory, a roughly one and a half feet or two feet times one and a half feet leather for Shell Cordova is going to cost you $250. Yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe a little cheaper than I thought, but yeah, that's... Yeah, Shell Cordova is not not cheap. It's it's a specific part of a horse leather, so... Yeah. Um it is very durable, super durable, but it's also very rare. Now I won't say very rare, I say is yeah, yeah, in it's, it's, not, it's not leather, a common it leather. It's not a common leather. It's not leather. a common leather, yeah. Yeah. So but it is a really, really smooth leather and uh so there's there's that. If you want that I mean well writing pad, if you use a writing pad though, I don't think it'll wear out too much. If you use it as a mouse pad, yes. Uh writing <laughs> yeah, pad works. Yeah, a writing pad should probably work if you're. I, mean, I know some people look for the uh, slightly, slightly cushioning feeling. And, yeah, no, uh, not me. I think, and the main thing for some people is actually holds the paper better. Yeah, I can understand that because it wouldn't slip and slide as much. Because on right. a regular desk, your paper will slide all over the place if you're writing on it. Yeah, but so I guess only... for my use case, I'm rarely writing on a single sheet of paper. It's almost a hundred percent. Oh. 95% in a notebook. So I'm not oh, usually too concerned about that. Okay. Yeah. And the next, then the next, uh, a little issue for the leather is possibly if you upkeep the leather pad, you might have a little bit of, uh, extra oil mm-hmm. or bomb. Yeah. I can left. see that be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could get on your paper and, uh, ruin the, the writing service, at least on that side of the paper. Yeah, all of the leather pads that I saw were upwards of like way over a hundred to two hundred dollars. Um, I saw on Amazon there were some writing pads of the plastic pleather variety for like thirty bucks. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, pleather could still it could still work, but it, if I'm gonna use that as a mouse pad though, it's gonna feel really bad against okay, my wrist. Okay, yeah, it's so not no. gonna be breathable at all. So uh, no, you're, you're, yeah, it's not. No, I, I wouldn't recommend it. No. Yeah. I mean, um, writing pad, other than that, I think you can get a little piece of aluminum if you want a smooth what? surface as well. I mean, there's an aluminum mouse pad. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. So I'm thinking more... I'm thinking aluminum foil. Wait, what? No, like no, no, a actual like aluminum sheet of aluminum? Pad. Yeah, a sheet of aluminum. I mean, for, for a while, like an actual hard metal mouse pad was actually relatively popular. Yeah, and, but uh, then I don't want to scratch up the bottom of my mouse. Okay. Yeah, if that's what I'm that's... still using the G the Logitech G9 mouse from years ago. <laughs> oh man, I'm dude, still that was using like, it. That's close to a decade ago. I I it's my favorite mouse. I was using um the GX Master uh, wireless mouse for a while, but then I just went back to the wired eventually. I was like, no, this is my favorite mouse. I'm gonna keep going back to it. Okay. What do you plan to do after that thing? I know they kicked the bucket. I'm going to tell you that it was almost, I almost bought the... 
like it almost broke on me because the scroll wheel wouldn't scroll up after a while ah. um and i and i de-dusted it a little bit and then it was okay but okay i'm okay. holding on for dear life on this guy until it finally breaks I mean, if you really want to go DIY, you can switch out the switches and the scroll wheel, and yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's stupid. Well, I mean, of course, you can send it to somebody else and have fix it for you, if that's how much you actually like it. Or you can just buy a new one. I'll likely just buy a new one, or I'll just use my wireless mouse that I have. Yeah, but for sure now, as long as it works. Stock. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure just like fountain pens, you can buy a new old stock somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It's just not going to be cheap. Yeah. Um, but in terms of my writing desk area, that's kind of my setup. I do have a writing light, which is a little gimmicky. Huh. Um, yeah, it's it's really stupid. Uh, so I have I, I do photography as a side hobby, and uh, we have these um, LED light panels that we use to light up product photos for. Right? Mm -hmm. They're it's about like four inches by two and a half inches of okay. uh, of a lighting pad okay yeah and i mount it on like a what do you what do you call it uh, a selfie stick and the <laughs> selfie stick you can angle that light on your desk however you want it to all right and what i've done is i've strapped the selfie stick to my monitor arms so it's just right dab in the middle so you're using a photography light as your permanent writing light. That's what you're telling yep. me. Yep. Hey, hey, as long as the color works, okay. Yeah, it works. It works great for me. Yeah, and the yeah, thing about it's... it is it's it's got a um it's got a ball head and everything, so I can articulate the light in any angle that I want it to. You know the funny thing is I was actually looking into that solution mm -hmm. while I was doing my research. <laughs> I can tell you it looks really, like, in terms of making your desk look nice, it doesn't look nice. But in terms of functionality, <laughs> it is great. Yeah, I mean, it's a big-ass square, like, just, just sitting at you. I mean, it could be a square, it could be a circle either way, but it's just right there, right? Just a light yeah. panel. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, I mean, you can, and you can angle it down so it just becomes like a, like a, like a desk lamp. You can light it against the wall so it becomes like this backlight as you're working. It's, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, so Again, it's really light. cheap though. Huh? It's, it's really cheap? cheapy looking though. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's only like twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks for two. For two, and you have okay. Did you set both of them at different angles, or just one? No, I just have a... one. Okay. Okay, that's fun. because I was looking at. Okay, I was looking to the extent of buying your own LED strip and making light <laughs> out of it. Okay, so so here's the thing. Okay, you know you can all you know other people have made stuff too. You don't have to do DIY everything. I mean, unless you want to, that's fine. But yes, okay. So here's the just hear me out. I was looking for a desktop lamp because I'm moving soon, and I was looking for a good LED desktop lamp with very good color rendering, so I can mm -hmm. take all the photos from the pens and ink, and I can see my the the color in the way I like to. Okay, turns out that a pre-manufactured LED lamp with a good color, rend color render index is really hard to come by. <laughs> of course. Like, really, really hard to come by. It's not... What's the best way for me to say it is... Um, 
Um, okay, so to to give some to give some listen the background information, um, the lighting color is called color rendering index. It, it, it represents how accurate your color is going to be. Okay, mm-hmm. and in USA and specifically here in California, you have to hit a certain threshold to sell your light in the state. Okay. Okay, for residential use. And uh, so that's for the LEDs around your household. I wouldn't say it sells for general use, but for new construction. I'm sorry, I need to correct myself. For new constructions, you, you hit a certain CRI, color rendering index. Like However, it has to have a certain color temperature, right? Not color temperature. It just has to accurate the color. I don't, I don't, know, I don't even know why that becomes like a law, to be completely honest with you, because... Like it has to have the, the, a, 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 an amount of full spectrum color yes. color in its light? Okay. Yes, for residential, for some reason. I, I, I honestly don't know why that is the case, because for commercial, there's no such a restriction. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it really doesn't happen in commercial. Maybe maybe the, the residential code changed a little bit lately. I have not been reading into it, but... Um, that was the case a couple of years ago, a year ago or two ago, and uh, so basically you have a you, you have the entire market that's flooded with the lights that's self labeled as high CRI, high CRI. They mean ninety CRI plus, and uh, like eighty plus CRI is typically used for commercial. Ninety CRI is what they advertise, and uh, the issue with ninety CRI is that the color, the the, the color rendering index color is an average of all the colors. Okay. Of all the major colors, so it is actually relatively easy to game the system to make sure you provide enough green, blue, yellow, and all the other light except for red. Hmm. Because red LED doesn't really exist by itself. Like if you have, if you take okay. In case people don't know, um, the LED you oh. see every day, they are all blue LEDs. It's blue LED with a phosphorus coating and with some other chemicals that actually makes it emit different colors. But by default, they're either blue or green. The The white one you see every day is basically blue turned a little bit blue with a tint shift, shifting to yellow, to, to okay. the color that we like to use more. And green, and, and green actually sometimes comes with the emitter too. That's fine. That works. And it's just red is not a typical color. So if they want to have red, like a good amount of red, they need to actually add LEDs or have to find a very specific chemistry set to have it. Hmm. That costs extra money. And it also costs extra efficiency. And when you try to sell the efficiency of a bulb, it doesn't work. And if you want warm lighting, you're kind of miss. You need that red light, right? If you want your red to appear correctly, if you want your if you want your skin tone, because I mean your your skin is a good partial amount is red, right? Mm-hmm. If you want your skin tone, or if you want your red to appear correctly, you need to have that R nine color spectrum. It's it's weird because it's called CRI ninety. And most of CRI ninety lights only has an R nine rating of fifty. That means only fifty percent, about fifty of your red, that pure red, is rendered correctly. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so you want to look for a 
LED light that CRI 90 and with the R9 rating of 80 or above if you want to look really good for your red color to look really good. Hmm. So and the these the the LED light that does that, the LED desk lamp that does that are mostly for drafter and the and the architect and for computer like calibrators. Well, let me let me ask you something because I just sent you I sent you two links, but look at the second link that I sent you. Cause this is um this is the updated version of what I'm using right now. Yeah, and this is a photo light panel. Yeah, CR95 plus. So so when they say 95 plus, typically that means generally they will have a do they have a let me see. And we'll um, I will link this and we'll link this uh this product yeah, in the Yeah, I um, want to see they have the a color testing. Because if if the easiest way to look is when you look at the product page, just search for the keyword R9. If you don't say it, typically it means that the R9 value is not. not high. It does say that it includes 90 warm LEDs and 90 cool white LEDs. Not sure um, what that means. I didn't LED do any of the research. Warm LED is 2700K. Mm -hmm. And white is maybe 5000. Mm -hmm. 5000, 6000. I think, okay, in this case, look, if you look at it, it's 3200 to 5600. Typically, no one yeah. really makes 3200 No, and no one makes 56. So chances are is a mix of three thousand and a mix of is a mix of three thousand and six thousand. Okay. So the average comes down to thirty two and fifty six. Hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, CR ninety five is a lot better than CR ninety if you really look for the red lights. So I th I think this one will be a lot better than your current one for red color. Maybe if you want, huh. if you want to work. I mean, hey, yeah. th so basically, this is uh, fifty dollars for two, um, or maybe it's just one. It looks like it's just one. Ah, shoot, this is just one. Okay, <laughs> well, fifty bucks for a one like lighting panel, and you know, if this is what you guys are looking for, and you want a little more, maybe a little color. more color accuracy and more versatility with your light, it's not a bad choice. Yeah. So, so here comes the kicker, though. Okay, so. The LED light building with it is super expensive, right? It's like $300, $400 extra mm -hmm. for those light. What I found out is that while the actual LED lamp, like the, the, the light with building LED is hard to come by, an LED light bulb with a very high R9 value is not hard to buy. Okay. And single COD strip. So, after all the research, the conclusion is you literally just go ahead and buy a A19 light bulb holder. And you go and buy a high CRI light bulb and then just plug hmm. it in, and you can have your light. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, ALOG is a cheap solution, it's a great solution. I'm personally happy with the uh, what I found. And uh, this will probably be a solution that I use in the future for my uh, my my future writing setup because I have I probably gonna have a writing desk like a glass top writing desk with two lights right in front of me with two lights on above, and they're both just gonna be using a BR thirty light, and uh, in BR case BR thirty light, 
the BR30 is just the size of a light. Okay. So let me let me go over it really quick. Um, there's a there's a few major light bulb company that actually makes really high CRI light bulb that's available for most people for residential use. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is uh, I think the most acceptable way to buy them, like without going into too shoddy websites, would be. <laughs> Okay, I, I'll describe it later. Um, is uh, one of them is called Sora, S O R A A. They recently got bought out by a larger company, so it's a little bit harder to come by to find their lights. Um, okay, but they are available on the Lightology.com, their bulb, and uh, the okay. Sora, I believe the Vivid series. They are actually really hard CRI. Twenty dollars. Uh, yeah, is one light bulb for twenty dollars. But <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, uh, that is honestly the cheapest way I can get it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. These don't look like light bulbs. These look like shower heads of the future. Oh, you're looking at those? No, those are the the typical light bulb you're gonna have for like a downlight from the ceiling. You're oh, 30. those look weird. Okay. Yeah. Here. Here, here. I just link you one. Okay, that that looks a little more. Yeah, normal. see, that looks like a normal A nineteen, <laughs> and it is a CR ninety five and R nine ninety five. Hmm. So this is great, and is supposedly really. I, I, I it's currently quarter one twenty twenty one release, for some reason. But they have similar lighting bulb in other other shops so so for the listener that listens slightly later this should be released by the time you get to this it is <laughs> s-o-r-a-a their vivid series um the a19 is not released here but the br30 i think it's already out and you can buy them on the lightology and this is for again just to make sure we understand this is for better color accuracy in your internal home lighting Correct. This is for a much better, correct color accuracy. Right. If you want to see like all the light color and that you have everything looks more natural, because I think some people's complain for LED always is always like uh, it looks too white, it looks too cold. Uh, even I've with seen the, that. Uh, yeah. Like I've, with... I've I have one of those like uh like those daylight bulbs that they sell that are mm-hmm. like you know five dollars and I put them in. I was like, why does this look so Everything Ooh. is cold and dead. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, even even like the three thousand series, like the third three three thousand Kelvin version. Okay, so mm-hmm. you have the three thousand Kelvin, which is closer to incandescent to sun dusk, and then you have a six thousand, which is closer to uh mid noon daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, even the three thousand series for a lot of the cheaper lights, it still feels void of color because our focus is giving out that yellow colored light. Right. But the red is completely out of it. So like for this you'll give you'll get a pretty good one. So I mean the lightology they sell the vivid or S O R A A Sora. Mm-hmm. And another company that sells something similar is uh UG LED. This is a Chinese company. And uh I think it is their full spectrum VTC series and they have a CRI 90 of 98. Oh wow, okay. So this is good. They they have they sell they sell LED strips. 
Oh, so if you if you're really into that, you can make your own light box LED strip. This way is better. And uh, the last one that is ready available for people is called is from Light Waveform Lighting. If you're in USA, I'm not sure it's available somewhere else. But like I mean, to be completely honest, all these are lights used for filmmaking. Like a lot of them, I think the purpose actually already went into filmmaking. So. Um, just so that like when they're lighting a specific space that the camera correct. can take in all the correct lighting yes and uh, everything will look natural when they do that so for these um if you go to waveformlighting.com and uh, there's a section called film photography where it can honestly just look into their uh film photography lighting series they have LED strip that does that and they also have light bulb that does that it is mm. called film grade LED A19 bulb. A19 Lights. filament? Yeah, they're film and photography lighting A19, film grade flicker free A19 LED bulb. And uh, I think the tungsten ones are one of the highest CRI rating. Huh. The daylight is a little bit lower. And uh, and they all have a R9 value of 80 and 80 and above. So Interesting. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like you go into that, you know, niche of like photography and film, you need the lighting to be, you know, correct. Full and you're going to have lighting that is more accurate. So, mm -hmm. oh, uh, the A19 version. I, if I recall correctly, you can, yeah, I see and know this now. The A19 is cannot be shipped to California. Cannot be shipped to California. Why not? Right. Because the efficiency is not high enough. Oh. <laughs> it does not meet the total requirements. <laughs> you need 80 lumens per watt, color point. It, it, it meets a color temperature point. It meets a color rendering index. But it just doesn't meet the uh, 80 lumens per watt. Because oh, interesting. Because it requires more red. It, it, it spends more so color. So it requires more power. It requires more power. So what are you going to do? As a California well, resident, as a California resident, I bought the BR ninety version, the BR thirty version, which is the oh, BR thirty version. Okay, yeah, the BR thirty version. That that's what's going to be installed. And as a California resident, I mean, I'm not buying this for commercial purposes. I'm not building for commercial building. I'm not doing for commercial stuff. So that means for my house, I can get whatever I want, right? By mm -hmm. not installing for anybody. Basically. Oh, I see what you're saying. So A19 would only not work for commercial use. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not available for commercial installation into a commercial space or commercial installation into a residential building. Right, which makes sense because you can put in like those energy uh, hogging incandescent ones. Yeah. And just fine. And that's in, so, I mean, uh, if you really want to have someone buy it out of a state and bring it to you, you can do that. But <laughs> um, for me... I, I went a completely different route. I decided to get there's a form called budget life form. Some people will probably be cheering right now for hearing that. But budget, <laughs> budget life form, life form. is a flashlight form. <laughs> and oh, okay. They have a ultimate LED bulb CRIQ factor, quality factor list. And one of their highest listing is sunlight. Sunlight, it is a custom 
oh, by the way, if you want the slightly lower color render index, Philip Master LED Expert Color makes good ones. And uh, I mean, Philip is a major brand, so most people will trust it. If you if you feel all of my previous recommendations sounds iffy, you can do that. So the Philip Master Color CDM, mm -hmm. Master Color Philip Master Color, uh, what's that one called? Expert Color. Master LED Expert Color. And honestly, though, if you want to be cheap, cheap, IKEA. Their color render index is actually not bad. Um, mm. Their R9 falls to 59, uh, 59, 60. But if you want a cheap light bulb, IKEA light is actually not too bad. But All anyway... Right. Yeah, back to topic. I Sunlight is a Russian brand. Sunlight is a so sun, there's a there's a brand called Sunlight. Yes, it is. I think he buys he 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 go out and finds very high CRI lighting, and then he had and he worked with a Chinese manufacturer to make the lights that he wants, with the okay. robustness of a driver that he wants. But because he is a Russian seller, mm -hmm. he does not take normal credit cards. <laughs> does he, he also take like really a... doesn't like PayPal. He accepts does, PayPal. Does, I'm guessing, does he take like Bitcoin or something? Yes, he takes Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so I place a rather large order with a Russian light seller using Bitcoin. Wow, okay. <laughs> but on the other hand, his light, of course, these are not US listed because it's a small time seller. He cannot get it tested. I mean, I'm pretty, I should, this guy, should, his stuff from all the reviews on the uh, people on life form, like this is seriously just enthusiastic grade lighting. Mm -hmm. But he is the light that is closest to 98. 97 plus CRI because his R9 render index was most of his lights is like 96 or above. Wow. Yeah. So if you want the really, really high level light, really good color light, there you go. <laughs> and all you need to do is buy those bulbs, screw into a normal A19 incandescent bulb lamp that costs like what, 10 bucks, 5 bucks? Mm hmm. Costco or IKEA. And then you have yourself a really high CRI light bulb. Uh, that's them. All right. Well, I guess when I get to move into my permanent home, I will have to check back on this episode for these lighting recommendations. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not as janky looking as the, <laughs> as the, uh, the lighting panel you're talking about, right? If he was literally yeah. just a... A, a lamp. Like, all you need is a lamp holder, basically. A lamp holder and a good LED light source. And as long as you know the brand, you know where to get it. Perfect. You got a good color, whichever you want. You can get a more yellow one, you can get a more white one. So. I mean, yeah, these, I mean, the Sora ones look interesting to me. And apparently they're like just releasing, right? It says available Q1 of 2021, Correct. which is like they're now. Just releasing, which is, yeah, supposedly right now uh it could delay a little bit like i said they just got acquired by somebody else mm -hmm. they bought out by ecosense yep so 
it may be a little hard to get. You used to buy them on the website, from my understanding, if I recall correctly, because um, some retail, like when LED just start kicking off, a lot of retail people like to buy normal incandescent light, but using their LED on the inside、hmm. because the color is so good. So that's that's what that's what used to happen. And I mean, right now most of LED is to a point that is good enough. Retail, so they don't request this anymore. But、uh, yeah, Sora used to be the go-to as well. Yeah. Yep. We'll have to see. So, with that being said, that is <laughs>、uh, that is a running desk setup. It's probably just gonna have two desks on top. Two lights on top. Yeah, light two lights above the glass surface, and possibly probably a.、Uh, One of those IKEA、uh, metal clamp, like clamp on the desk or just on the desk that you can aim with the, the with a middle tube bendable tubing that you can aim it, whatever、the、you like. The articulating、uh, arm. Right, and、uh, you can just point at whichever where I want to point for writing, and that's I think that's、uh, that's my ideal desk paper setup. So I have curiosity. Yeah. Out of curiosity, um. Have you ever tried writing? I know writing desks come at an angle sometimes, right? Like those desks where you can angle it up、drafting、at、desk. like a forty-five degree angle. That's yeah, for drafting, drafting right? That's not for writing. That's not for writing. Well, okay, that is technically for prolonged writing. Hmm. It is so that your I am I think the idea is just so your back doesn't have to bend, your entire body doesn't have to bend as far. Is that? I mean, have you ever tried writing on a on an angle like that yet? Yes, because I believe my parents used to have one. Okay. My parents. I'm, well, I'm curious I mean, if that's okay, more comfortable. Okay, and I maybe need to get back to you on that with my parents,、uh, but they used to have one for designing jewelries. Okay. Yeah. So, I I had experience with it. But at the same time, I was ten years old. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> But I can tell you that、uh, it is. You need to have a specific setup in mind when you do that, because you may not. You may not have the、um, stuff all around, basically. Because I was debating about.、Um, so there are these.、Uh... I think I remember writing on my notebook one time at an angle. I'm like, actually, this doesn't feel too bad. I'm like, I'm curious what it would be like to actually write at a dedicated desk with that I mean, angle. You have the、uh, Galand writing, right? The the Galand writing.、Uh, what's that thing called? What Galand is it? Galand? Some people call Galand. I think Galand writing. Galand. Writing box. That is actually at an angle, if you recall, if you remember. Let's take a look. I I'm looking on Amazon right now, and there's always there's these、uh, like book holders that can help me angle.、Uh, help yeah, me put a they, they, an they do write an angle. So yeah, um, ultimately for your arm and wrist, writing angle, slightly angle up is, uh, for typing is not that great. But I think for writing,、sure. it's easier for you to see and write that way. And just mainly for to keep your back from hunching down, really. Yeah,、Even、that is something that happens. Like、yeah. uh, you know, my neck arches down. 
I was yeah, looking so at something like this, not this in particular, but something like this. I'm like, it couldn't be too bad, and it could work. It's it's basically like a um, oh a bamboo no, that is that's a reading, that's book a book stand. reader. Yeah, that's a book reader though. Um, I wouldn't recommend getting that because most of that is, it's not made it's not made to hold your weight. Right, the pressure, put the down pressure on the pen or like the arm might not be. Yeah, it's not made enough. to hold your weight. So, um. You want you can get a copper fiber plate oh and make a special carbon fiber <laughs> angle no i'm not doing that frank <laughs> no i'm no. just saying you can get you can make some cut on the bottom that's that's until laser cut a few uh, a few bottles and you can make it like a latching one no i i'll i'll i'm i'll look around and see if i can find something that's a little easier to do I mean, have you ever looked at drafting? drafting? Like drafting desks? desks? Yeah, I mean, I know, just, uh... I know a friend of mine who is a, a kind of an avid um, artist slash painter. He got himself like a full artist table with the angle angle desk. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get like a collapsible writing desk add-on that can be part of your desk. Oh, yeah. Oh, I found one. Yeah, see? So if you if you want that, I mean there there's a fifty three dollar one on Amazon right now. I see a thirty two one. <laughs> oh, there you go. You found a cheaper one. Maybe. Yeah, I'd be really interested in seeing how that if the angle can help with my you know your writing issues. Making my writing more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So yeah, I think overall that's to help you bending down too much or having a sore neck after writing for a while so this will this will work just make sure you got one that's sturdy enough and also make sure you have a roll stop on you not even roll stop make sure you have a place to store your pen or especially fountain pen that someone roll all the way down and break it oh i i mean i have a i have like a six foot desk i i can put it on the desk just fine okay well there you go i mean this should work yeah Ah, uh, the other problem with angled writing is that you need a way to keep your paper from rolling down. So a lot of frequently bought together things is this drafting table and a clip. I think a clip, mm, do they have a metallic one? There is a metal clip. No, 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 no. Do they have a metallic drafting table? A metallic drafting table? Are you thinking about using a magnet? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it will be easier to use, right? I mean, knowing you, Frank, I feel like you you would buy a wooden table because you like the wooden table, and then you'd install neodymium net magnets on the back. <laughs> Am I wrong? I th- I feel like that's totally something you would do. Uh, probably. <laughs> Most likely, <laughs> that's probably what's gonna happen. So, yeah, man, I- I'm not denying that. As I say, I'm not denying that. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. So. If I do get this, I'll let you know and I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Where I can just. You mm, mm. already got me thinking about laser cutting one and try it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Using carbon fiber. Well, I mean, look. If, once once you realize that, uh, I'll be honest. It is more accessible to me than other other people because I'm very familiar with drawing stuff in AutoCAD. But. Mm-hmm. Sending a prototype something to a your local laser cutter. You don't actually I just it doesn't mean carbon fiber, it can be acrylic, so it's cheap. 
if you just cut it yep. acrylic if you're in college. So I mean, try yeah. it out. You can actually acrylic this. might be better because there's no grain to acrylic, right? If you polish it, polish the surface yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, if you just if you you're college students and uh, I think even some library has free laser cutter to use, and the most maker space. Which got popular for a while. I'm not sure what happened to them during COVID. Actually, I haven't looked for that for a while. <laughs> I don't know if maker spaces should be open right now. Yeah. So, like, if you have a uh, laser cutter available somehow through some someone, maybe you can try laser cut a um a writing desk. It shouldn't be too difficult to design one. It's literally just a few latches here and there, and make sure it's structurally strong. And this is assuming the thirty dollar one available on Amazon isn't up to your liking, though. Of course. Of course, it's the, the okay. Scratch a fifty-three dollar one. Just I, I, I found that that's that thing doesn't look stable at all. The fifty-two one. Yeah. Yeah, thirty-two. The thirty-two one is. I'm not sure on that one because it looks sturdy enough, but it, at the same time, it doesn't. It it looks like it's more for painting than writing. Well, we'll see. Because the angle looks really high. Well, you can always decrease the angle. Oh, the lowest angle. It looks like it's like 45 degrees lowest. No. Also, there are other ones. Yeah, there's other ones, of course. So, um, Some other like that should be okay. Ah, there you go. Just let me see. The US link. Yeah, A3. This, yeah, this one looks, it goes lower. This one looks yeah. like that goes lower. So, well, we'll see. If that try, let me know. What let us know? I mean, it's... you know, I'll be honest. I may not even get this. I'm just like playing around with the idea of wanting an angled desk, but we'll it's see. Thirty-one bucks. So, yeah, wouldn't break the bank to try one. I guess. No. <laughs> I'm not sure how useful that would be in the long run. Either you're gonna use that or not, but wouldn't break the bank if you only try it a little bit just to give it a shot i mean yeah. worst case scenario it becomes like an ipad holder yeah or a book <laughs> which holder. in which case I mean, it would be great it is perfectly fine as a book holder if you only yeah. do reading on it so all right then and what anything want anything else you want to cover or not really like my desk i'm pretty happy with my overall writing surface um upgrading to my uplift desk has been really nice um yeah i like my chair <laughs> i got a i got a steel case uh chair which is really nice uh, it's not it it's not that it's not a herman miller but it is really nice yeah i mean okay if any listener is listening or if you're not too late don't buy a gaming chair i'll be honest don't buy a gaming chair well yeah i found it trapped in buy one uh i mean oh honestly if you are one that sits straight and don't move around like straight looking forward the whole time gaming chair is fine which by the way frank you and i both bought our gaming chair at the same time because you linked it to me <laughs> I know. this is something i did to you i know I f- i'm fully aware of a fact that i'm saying right now you know i uh, will tell you though conscience is good i mean honestly I... the very beginning i felt it was okay you know what? I will say that the gaming chair was great in one aspect, right? What is it? Because the gaming chair mimics a car seat. You have a lever that when you pull on, 
it will fully lay yes. down the back of the chair to be completely flat. Yes. That chair was the most comfortable chair I was able to sleep on because it goes fully down. Correct. And it has a full headrest so I can go yes. fully down and just sleep on it. It is a that great is... chair for resting in. It is. The only thing I don't like like I I I don't understand why they all make it this way. It is the because there's absolutely no point of making it for a gaming chair. Uh-huh. Where a desk chair is is the two metal bar on the seat. The two metal bars on the seat? On the two Which sides. Ones? I mean I'm they they it's in the seat. It's in the seat itself. I mean like like a normal racing chair, you you have the metal bar to cradle you to make sure you don't move around oh the 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 cushions on the side that keep mm-hmm. you centered yes. yeah and uh the, this one is two middle bars so if you want if you want to sit anywhere that is not too like straight you're gonna run into issues yeah i heard herman miller's supposed to have this kind of issue as well not as pronounced but in the long run it hurts a little bit i know that, i know that everyone i know who has a herman miller chair loves it um, I haven't. I have not had the privilege of trying it myself, but I mean, I it looked really cool. I kind of want to try one, but uh, I know for a fact that if I want to get a Herman Miller chair, I want to get a um, headrest. Yeah, and the Aeron has no headrest. There is an a, there is an attachment you can buy for it to yes, give it a headrest. There is an aftermarket attachment, not made by Aeron. Oh, they're, I thought Herman they Miller. were. They're after no, they're not. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they advertise that. that they use the exact same plastic from the same manufacturer <laughs> to match. But they are not official. They're not official product <laughs> from a okay. Miller. Well, if you want to go with my chair, I have a steel case gesture, and it does have a on-brand head rest that comes with it if you want to get it. Okay. I'll remember that because uh, chances are I'm going to try to sell this uh, this gaming chair I have locally. This is the D- DX Racer one. Oh, you and, still have uh, that thing. Oh. I still have it. I mean, for <laughs> oh me, it, it, it works fine. Um, it, the only issue is just that I cannot my my leg. I have to keep it straight the entire time, or else it's gonna hurt. The moment COVID hit and we had to work a hundred percent at home, I had to ditch that chair. I my back was hurting after a while on that chair. Really? Yeah. Oh, for me it's all right on this chair. Mm. Nope, not for me. Maybe just sitting a sitting position and different people, different different bone structures. Yeah. Yeah. And for me it's all right. But at the same time, I only work from home for three months. And I know you've been <laughs> doing work from home the entire time. So, Yeah, it's been a year, basically. Yep. But yeah, I think riding chair is also pretty important. And I do wish and miss having mesh again. The because... the, the cool mesh feeling. Yeah, this DX is hot. It's, it's the really fake hot. leather. Yeah, it's a fake, thick leather. Nope. And the thick foam. Upholstery, nope. which is you nope. know, it just keep all the heat inside. Uh I the Herman Miller embody is a pretty interesting concept. It's expensive as heck, but supposedly it actually cradles your entire body movement. The only issue is that it is loud. 
the embody oh mm -hmm. there it is whoa yeah. okay it looks really futuristic but it squeaks all the time when you move your body around because there's all sorts of these little articulation not articulation right. but like uh, yeah, little yeah. It, areas where little you can plastic move. area that it moves with your body and supports your entire body when you move around which is a cool concept and people most people that used to say it's really comfortable if you can stand the uh noise and if the uh the body curvature is fits your body i've always been interested in the sail the s-a-y-l chair like the the design looks really cool and it looks like it could be comfortable i'd like to try it yes oh that one i don't know about that one yeah no. i mean it, it it looks interesting i'd like to I would, i'd like to sit in it and see how it is i agree it looks interesting i'm not sure how comfortable it would be i i i gonna get hit by this but in my opinion it looks more like a it looks like a design of a function chair, to be honest. <laughs> it could be. Or it could yeah, be comfortable. Looks, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, it looks like a design of a function chair. But it could be comfortable. Who knows? I mean, uh, it's Herman Miller, so the, the I would say comfort is a big part of their uh, design. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Embody, I think Cosmos looks pretty interesting, too. But uh, I think the two major one is uh, Aeron and the Embody. Yeah, uh, the Aeron is the standard, the gold standard for like your mesh chair. Yeah, so just that. I think I have a fake mesh chair and as a fake Aeron uh, from, uh, I wouldn't say fake, a uh, copycat from what's that place <laughs> called Overstock? Overstock. Yeah, and uh, the mesh is just, it doesn't hold, it doesn't have much bounce to a actual Aeron that I said on before. Basically, mm. the mesh is a lot looser, so it doesn't provide as good support as possible. Yeah. I mean, we can go, like... On the... and on, but ultimately, <laughs> chair, you just got to try it out. I, honestly, at this point, I say, um, listening to our channels, I mean, if you can afford it, a good chair is... I would say probably worth as much as your fountain pen <laughs> if you really want to invest it because and honestly a chair can last a ready. long time too oh yeah i mean like most manufacturer warranty for a good chair is like five years anyway so i mean it lasts a long time of granted it's not going to be like a hundred years on some of the fountain pens right but uh yeah it's it's, it's yeah, where you're sitting to do your writing yeah yeah don't don't sit on the Something that makes you suffer when you're writing. And nope. it, it's just not going to be a comfortable, enjoyable experience overall. All right. I think this is our random, semi-random podcast for tonight. And just focus <laughs> on writing, the writing environment. Uh, hopefully someone, everyone pick up something from us and uh, just enjoy our podcast. Yeah. All right, Collins, I shall talk to you next time. I think you mentioned we want to dive into a more like a customized market, right? For uh... Yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting things that um, uh, I see on Etsy a lot. So um, I'd like to go through and like do some investigation on like what are the cool Etsy writing products there are out there. I think the work from home thing actually made Etsy blew up in popularity overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. definitely. 
So oh, yeah. So we will be. I guess that's what we're going to focus on next time. Hopefully, we do enough research beforehand. And uh, well, <laughs> I, technically, I have a lot of Etsy stores save up on my own. Well, actually, they're not too uh, not fountain pen related too much, at least. But yeah, I have a couple on my and in, in my um in my bookmarks, and I have a friend who actually does um. Uh, I used uh, to have a few uh, glass dip pen save on Etsy store, but I think it, uh, been, it closed down since then. It's been a couple of years, and uh, oh no. I don't think she makes it anymore. So we'll have to we'll we'll, we'll cover this topic next week or yeah, next we'll time. We'll cover it next week. I think we're we're a little bit overdue for an hour mark, so <laughs> that just cut off our time being. All right, Collins. I will see you next time. All right. See you, man. All right. Bye. Bye.